Good evening, Merv Rabbi Isai. Continuing along here in this Gevaldige idea that Chavis Havavis shares with us in Cheshman 21, namely that a person has to assess himself where his Kaychas lie, where HaKadosh Baruch wants him to do as a starting point. This is what is he, he was enabled in his natural abilities to do. And then once he reaches that, and he's comfortable at that point, he could try to go even further. And the uh, an Eitzah that Kavis gave, which we saw this is also echoed by the Sefer Achinuch several times, and as well the Ramchal, each one is saying it with a little bit of a different terminology, but all focused on the same point, and that is that a way to get us to a point to reach that higher level and connect in a way of lave and mind, the heart and the mind, is through doing things physically, getting into things physically. We said whether that's shaking, shuckling by davening, or running to shul, or being excited about taking out the safer to go learn, all of these things actually have a profound effect on the person and how he'll react to the activity that he's about to be engaged in. Says now the Chavos of Avos, we already have a marshal, and as we already have a, a, a perfect example from the creation itself, from the world around us, is a perfect metaphor to how this works by us. We find a person plants trees, and then he prunes and cuts up the, the roots when needed, and he gets rid of the thorns, he takes out the weeds, he tends to his garden, he tends to his field, and then he waters it at the proper time, and he cares for it, whatever it needs. Once the person puts in his effort, so he plowed the field, he doesn't go through all of the 39 malachas, or at least the, the first 11 malachas that it was for, for making uh, bread, like the Mishnah Shabbos in Klaagodah tells us, and and then ultimately Kaitzer. But here, just in the process of planting, you have to plow the ground, you have to plant it, has to be watered, has to be tended to, you have to prune it, you have to move away the the uh, impurities, take away the weeds, take away the thorns. And then after that, his hands are off. After that, it's not up to him anymore. And as, will it grow? Will the crop be successful? Will it bear fruits, literally? not up to him. That every person knows. Every farmer knows that all he can do is put in the necessary work. Well, will it bear fruits? Will it grow? He knows it has nothing to do with him. That's why the Gemara and Shabbos starts in the Pesach Well, the six words are for the six Siddharim of Shas of Shisha Sidre Mishnah. And Muna is Zroim. And Taisus over there brings from the Yushalmi. Why? 
Because a person, he plants, and then he has to be maimin. He has to have the amuna that Hashem will allow his crop to grow, allow his trees to bear the fruits. So that's, He just hopes and prays that Hashem will give him the peiris. So in other words, you see, that's the way it works in the world. We have to put in our effort. We have to put in, this is what we can do. And after that, we wait for HaKadosh Baruch to do the rest. And it's the same thing it is really with our, with the, with the Chochmah, the Chochmah of Minavi. A person prepares himself, makes himself into a vessel ready and able to receive what HaKadosh Baruch wants to grant him. That's the way it works. But if a person ignores his work, says, I'm too tired to water the plants today. I'm too tired to prune the trees today. Or from analyzing what they need. Shem says, listen, he's not even doing the, the necessary work that he has to do. It's incumbent upon him. Shem says, if he's not going to put in that effort, I won't help out either. And that's what we see, that if a person neglects the work necessary for the, for the uh, planting or for the trees, it doesn't grow. Now, why can't it grow? I mean, Hashem can make a, a, a tree grow that the person did water, because Hashem said, I'll make it just rain, and then it will grow, it has enough water. Hashem says, no, that's not the way I operate. If you put in your effort, Hashem says, then I'll do the rest. And this whole idea, just to share with you a beautiful Word, an astounding idea for Narachaim and last week's parsha. Maybe we'll tie it into this week's parsha also. But last week's parsha, parsha Shmois, the famous episode of Moshe Rabbeinu by the Sneh, by the burning bush. Moshe Rabbeinu was walking in the midbar, and all of a sudden he sees there's a Sneh, there's a bush, a low tree, a bush, and it's a flame, and it's not being consumed. He says, Asuro Novere, let me turn and see this. Let me see what's going on over here. It's not like, you know, he took out his, his his phone and took a picture of it, sent it to all his friends, you know. No, what caught his eyes, what is Hashem showing over here? What is Hashem doing here? Why is it in a bush? Why not in a big tree? Why is it a fire, but yet it's not consuming? What's the message over here? That's what he did. Let me see, this amazing sight over here. What's Hashem showing? What is Hashem's message? And he approaches and Hashem says... One second. Al tikrav haloim. Don't come any further. Shal Remove your shoes from your feet. Because the place that you are standing on is a holy spot. So the Rachaim HaKadosh asked, one second. The Rachaim HaKadosh asked, if that's the case, yeah? If that's the case, that it, it the Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that this is a an Admas Kodeshu. So why did he allow him to come in the first place with his shoes? He should have told him, "One second, take off your shoes before that point, and then approach." Why did Hashem say, "One second, stop over here, take off your shoes," because where you're standing is a holy spot? He should have told him, "Take off your shoes before that." Says the Rakhaim Hakadosh. Before my Shabbainu walked over there to see and, and realize what am I looking at? What is Hashem telling me? 
It wasn't the holy spot. It was Moshe Rabbeinu who turned it into a holy spot. When Moshe Rabbeinu says, let me see what this is, I'm going to put in my effort where I have to go to, what I have to do. Then Hashem says, you just created an Admas Kodesh. You just created a holy spot. That's what we have to do in life. We have to push ourselves to the point where we're now in a spot that we created. It makes it an Admas Kodesh. We create the Kedusha in the spot. And then Hashem fills it with His Kedusha. That's why He couldn't tell him take up the shoes before. And it wasn't a, before and it wasn't a, a holy spot. This is what Chavos is telling us over here. That's the way it has to work. It has to work necessarily that we begin, we put in the effort that we have to, and then at that point, we could uh, we could hope that we could hope that Hashem will come through, just like the farmer. And it's, uh, this is why Hashem made it in the world. The, the, the Zayar tells us, "Istakil by Raisu Baram." Hashem looked into the Torah and saw exactly what we need to learn, what we have to do, and therefore Hashem says, "Let me create these things in the world." to be a, an example and a, 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 an analogy to what people have to learn. So says Chavis HaVavis. I'll just share with you the, the, the other side of the coin that has to do with this week's parasha. This is uh, heard from uh, Rav Asher Druk in the name of his father, Mordechai Druk from his Seyfen Doresh Mordechai. The end of this week's parasha you have the Borod, the hailstones. And the Borod came down, huge balls of fire and ice together, crushing the Mitzrim and their animals and their homes, smashing the roofs of their homes. And finally, Pirate says, I can't take it anymore. Get rid of it. Besides all the, the hailstones, there was also tremendous chaotic noises. And Maish Rabbeinu says, okay, let me leave the city. I'm going to Raise up my hands and tefillah Hashem. Hakoylos yechtolon, the noise will stop. Vahaborod, vahamotol leinitacharza. And the Torah tells us exactly what happened. Moshe Rabbeinu went out, he davened, and that's what happened. The noises stopped, and the borod and the mud and the motor and the rain and hailstorms leinitacharza did not hit the ground. Now that seems to indicate it didn't disappear; it just didn't come down. And the Gemara, the ninth barrack of Brachis, makes this point, notices this, and says, yeah, you know what happened over here? They remained standing in midair. Until when? Well, some of them remained until the times of Yahushua. Okay, that's not so long. That's only a couple of, maybe a few decades later, when, when uh, Yahushua was fighting against the kings. And those stones, those stones were used for fighting against the enemy. Hashem says, let those for us. And then there are more stones, where Yecheskel tells us, the Navi Yecheskel, are going to be used in the war of Goygomog. So Rav Druk asked, I don't understand. Hashem, you can't create new stones then. You have to, you have to save the stones from Mitzrayim for another few thousand years for the Goygomog. You can't have new stones that you're just going to send down from Shemayim, the hailstones. You have to save those. So brilliantly he said like this, of course Hashem has many stones at his disposal. You know what created the ability to have hailstones rain down on Mitzrayim? 
it was the tears and the tefillah and the amunah of Bnei Yisrael and Mitzrayim. So Hashem says, your tears and your tefillah and your amunah created enough stones that I could have a reserve, not only for Mitzrayim, for even Yeshua's times and even for Gagamogi's times. Hashem showed us, look, this is what you produce with your tears. That's the way it works. We produce things and Hashem says, now I'll fill it in. We get ourselves ready. We daven to Hashem. We made ourselves into a keli, a receptacle. Hashem says, now I can fill it up. So Hashem showed us, look, you created such a, such a storm in Shemayim that Hashem says, I was able to give so much stones, so many, that's enough even for later. That's the way it works. That's what that's the way Chavazavav is saying over here. That's the, yeah, we put in our effort what we can, what's humanly possible for us to do, and then Hashem obviously does the rest the way He always does. This is the idea of Chavazavav over here, tied into the Parsha Rabbi Isai. And we're going to see, as we finish, in the next couple of nights, we'll finish the Cheshman 21, how it ties in in a very interesting way to our Aveda that we have to do on a daily basis. Agun Erev Shabbos.